It takes me a little bit just to learn. And when I'm learning, when I've learned, I don't forget DK. Come on, man. This is the this is the part where I tell him we're already live, you guys. Yeah. He's, still, he's still talking. Apparently, the future is so bright there in Hendersonville, Tennessee. What's going on, Moe? Man, not much. It is officially spring. We didn't even make that. We didn't even make that announcement the other day, DK. What the spring announcement? Yeah, it's officially spring. That's the reason I got my orange tinted glasses on. Oh, no. Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, brought to you really by the people who watch and listen to this show. Uh, thanks yeah. to all of you. Uh, make sure that you're hitting the like button. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Don't be an irresponsible citizen. You know, no. it's, it's not asking a lot. It's not. It's, it's it's the right thing to do is to hit the like button and subscribe. That's all we're asking. You know, we're here. You're here. DK, it's Friday. And uh, we're here for a good time. How about you? I'm definitely here for one, especially on Friday here. Uh, you know, when we're talking about the way this show has come along in the last couple of weeks, by the way, just to share some fun stuff with you guys, since it feels kind of like a community with the way you guys always have our backs with the whole uh, the like thing and everything else. Uh, our numbers over the past couple of weeks have almost yeah. like, uh, like a 30%, 40% increase since we went live. It, it has been, man. And I think this one, we, we talked about this before. I think we fooled around with it when you were in Nashville with me. I was like, DK, I actually like this a little bit better, you know, with us being interactive. And it's paid off for us because we get to answer these questions as they come instead of it just being us speaking into a microphone to yeah, each other. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that I saw that part of it. I'm not sure. I, I wasn't sure how you'd feel about it, which is why we only did it the one time when I came down there to Nashville a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We were sitting in the hotel lobby together. Yeah. And as this going on, we're like both kind of looking at each other like, hey, this is fun. Yeah, I know. But that's the way you always vibe. Anyway, if anybody, if any of you ever have caught me in, uh, in public, I'm usually a very friendly person when it comes down to conversation, probably too friendly at times. Usually. Uh, usually, but I enjoy the interaction of people, man. I think sometimes people make this stuff too complicated when it comes down to uh, how you do this job. You know, I like to talk to the people, not over them or at them. So that's where we're at. I yeah, like that's yeah. It, no, it, it it's 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 fun. Uh, Terrell Edmonds has has signed with the Eagles. Uh, Steven Sims signed with the Texans. So we yeah. do have some news today about exits, not entrances, and everything else here. Also, but, uh, a uh, NFL insider about 28 minutes ago, Jeremy Fowler. You've run into him, I'm sure, in Pittsburgh. Just oh, yeah, out no, possible. Jeremy well. Uh, possible reunion with Bud Dupree also. So that's going around on a Friday right now. Uh, a lot of a lot of movement going on, DK. We got some, uh, some 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 good topics to get to. Yeah, there's no question about that here. Ryan says, hey, Moan, can you rank the tackles by fit for the Steelers? Just who's your main guy? Who's the main guy that you'd want to see the Steelers take at 17? At 17, if I was taking an offensive yeah. tackle? Jeez. Uh, whew, who I think is a Pittsburgher. I'll, I'll say this with where this team is right now. I, I love a guy like Broderick, Broderick Jones out of um, 
out of uh, Georgia because it's this reason why I'd say him. And I know you're probably thinking. Of and course, my eyebrows went up because I had. Well, I also hadn't seen you mention him much. That's why my eyebrows went up. Yeah, and and, and that's because I I think one depending on where he goes, um, I think he could go to another team simply because he's such a good athlete. But I love to see him in Pittsburgh for this reason. Pittsburgh, quick pro tip for the people that live there or don't live there: it's a slow city. Right, DK, for the most oh, yeah. part. Oh, yeah. And I think most Georgia guys come into the league a bit immature as far as how you look and view them because they usually are coming out true juniors or red shirt sophomores to where the youth side of it. And that locker room has always done a really good job of surrounding young guys so that they develop correctly. And Pittsburgh isn't Atlanta, it isn't Miami, it isn't New Jersey, New York, it isn't. Dallas to where there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on in Pittsburgh, but young guys for the most part have the opportunity to grow up. And Pittsburgh is a very sports first city. If this kid is as good as I think he is and others, I think you can maximize a guy like his talent in a city like Pittsburgh or maybe even a Buffalo. But I love Broderick Jones. Oh, I like that. Ethan Fisher says, hey, Moan, how much do you think Calvin Austin is impacted by Steven Sims' departure. Seems to be a better fit in the slot. Could be electric in the return game, which has been a revolving door anyway. And and, and Ethan's right about that. Yeah. DK, you know what? I think the uh, the toast of the offseason is going to end up being Calvin Austin. It really will, won't it? <laughs> and that's a good thing, though, right, DK? I swear, the number one thing that I want to hear from the mouths of management, even more, if I if I had to ask them, you know, who's going to be your first-round pick? Obviously, that'd make for a nice little yeah. exclusive, okay? Presuming they knew this right now, right? But the next thing that I'd ask is, how is this kid doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's entirely up to his health. He can't afford to lose, Moan, even this much. No. Of a step. No, no, he cannot. Uh, but how much do you think uh, it will be impacted? One, if he stays healthy, to your point, DK, then I think there's a huge role for a guy like Calvin Austin in a city like Pittsburgh that need some dynamic playmaking, man, uh, when it comes down to what the job actually asks of. And this is this, too. If he can be dynamic, then that means um, maybe Matt Canada doesn't have to go outside of himself to try to create stuff for this entire offense. That would be a big addition if he could stay healthy and make plays for this. And I'll say this, too not make it so obvious when he's getting the ball. Like, have him <laughs> on the field. I hated that as a player. God. So, so Ramon is definitely opposed to the big neon sign that Matt Canada was putting up in each end zone to let the other team oh know exactly what play God. was coming. Oh Danny Blaze says, hey, Moan, I, I, in 2019 when Big Ben was placed on IR, did the team miss Josh Dobbs as much as the fans did? Yeah, yeah. That 2019, my last season, by the way, too. Way to cut me deep right there, Danny, okay? Yeah, way to go. That's not how I planned on my last year as a pro going in Pittsburgh. Man, Ben was primed and ready to go. And next thing you know, the elbow situation happens. And um, you're asking if Josh Dobbs, though. Yeah, I think it would have been good, but I'll say this. The opportunity for Mason was there from the get-go. You knew he was going to get first shake at it. And when Dobbs is gone, I mean, it was just like, okay, let's just make this thing work. Dobbs' development, though, would have been a whole lot better had he been given those reps when Mason went out of that game and we had to figure stuff out with Devlin Hodges, a.k.a. Duck. 
I, I think a lot of Dobbs, one, because he went to my school. You guys know that. But uh, he's proven to be a very serviceable guy. I, you know I got to drop that every once in a while. Yeah, every time, man. We should have every like a little time. bell that dings or something like that. <laughs> There's uh, got to be something around here. One thing that I'll say about that 2019 team was I've never, ever covered a hunkered down situation like that one. Not in any sport. Uh, you take your quarterback out of the mix like that. And everyone is instantly talking about the lottery. And remember that, that whole week? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's all about how you're going to be the Colts and you're going to lose every game and it's time to rebuild. This is it. Get your next quarterback. Again, all very Colts-ish. We went through all of that. And then in the middle of the week, they trade a first round pick. Or Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And by the time you guys got to Santa Clara, California, and I wow. remember I, I remember way too much about that weekend out there, your spirits were like no different. No. And you damn near pulled that off that day against a team that ended up going to the Super Bowl on their field. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll never forget that game. No, 100%, man. And we had that game won, too, DK. Did we not? Had like, it won. Uh, <laughs> let me say happened. this. Let me say this. Minka Fitzpatrick brought the hammer that game. So you remember the madman he was, man? But uh, I'll say this. And you know game, who else had a great game? I just have who, to throw his name who, in here. Because all we've done is trash him since then. Devin Bush. Dev- yes, he did. He had a great game. And yes. you're looking all of a sudden at that defense, and you're seeing Minka and Devin Bush, and you're going, whoa. This is amazing. You just refreshed my mind because that was, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Pittsburgh's got something for a decade here in, mm-hmm. in, in the city of, 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 of Steel, but it didn't work out that way as far as Devin's concerned. He's now in Seattle. Whew, but you, you bring us some vivid memories right there, DK. That, that, that was something for me here. June has a question for you. She says, hey, Moan, who was your mentor when you came into the league? I actually don't know the answer to this question. I guess I can ask that on field or off the field. Uh, I'll say this off the field, my brothers, Renardo and Ron, you know, me, you hear me speak about them all the time. All DK. The time. Uh, those are my off the field mentors. As far as directly, uh, my, my uncle for sure Maurice is, but on the field inside the building, uh, it would have to have been Willie Cologne. And I'll throw this one out there. You'll probably say, well, he's supposed to play that role. Coach Tomlin. Oh, that's good though. Let's hear no. it. Let's Coach hear it. Tomlin's ability to relate to me and I've always been able to lean on him with just fatherhood, being a husband. Uh, we'll talk anything but freaking football with Coach Tomlin. It's been so many things that I do now because of that man. Like, and I'll never forget, you guys know I'm in youth sports because my kids. He's like, hey, Mo, I'm telling you, you need to buy you a van. I'm like, Coach T, <laughs> buy no damn van? Absolutely not. It's like, all right. It get hot in the summertime. You go on and chase these kids around. You know what I have now? I have a van for my kids. And the... <laughs> <laughs> the best advice he gave me as a mentor, other than the, the mental toughness side of it, too, was um, <laughs> for people who are married. He said, Moan, listen to me, because I might have been talking to him about marriage when he said this. He said, afford to lose as many arguments as you can, because that means a happy house for you. So I keep that in the back of my mind when it comes to that type of stuff. When we come back, we're going to go through a, a pretty hard string uh, of of your of your questions, your comments, your criticisms, uh, everything else that you got here, uh, right here on yeah. the Ramon ah. on the, on the Ramon <laughs> Foster Show. <laughs> 
At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. We're back on the Ramon Foster Show, and this segment, the Hey Moan segment of the show, is always brought to you by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where there's this random number <laughs> of expert chefs. What, what's that number again, Moan? Three of them. Okay. Oh, I believe How, it's every, three. Three, yes. Yeah, and, and, and they fine-tune every detail so that every sub, app, wrap, drink, salad is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry. At the Get Go Cafe and Market today, better believe, believe it. it. Victor says, "Hey, Moan, instead of the nickname Picket Fence, how about the Picket Line?" I like the Picket Line a whole lot better. Picket Fence, Picket well, Line is a, it's Pittsburgh, yeah, birth, yeah, birthplace of unionism. It's fantastic, actually. <laughs> yes, it is. It's I, so much better than Picket Fence. It is, man. I'm here for the Picket Fence. No, I like. See, pick, I like a, pick fence. a line. I like I pick a line. Fence, and I'm seeing a lot of people holding. You know, <laughs> <laughs> either <line>. way, <laughs> they better call it the pick and protection or whatever the case may be. I'm here for whatever of it, DK, as long as they keep him on his feet. Robert tells us that while we are on this show, that the Steelers have I signed hear. offensive tackle the Raven Clark. Uh, what, if anything, do you know about this individual, Moan? I know he was here in Nashville for uh, last year, the 2022 season. He was signed to the Titans off the Eagles practice squad. So he was actually in Tennessee for the better part of last year. He actually, I don't think, got a start last year. But if he did, it wasn't memorable as far as his uh, as far as his time here and uh, with the Titans. I will say this. You see what's going on with these veteran signings. They're building depth. They're, they're, they're not, having the they're ability to have around. bodies. No, they yeah. are not messing around. It was probably for a minimum deal, too. LaRaven Clark, third-round draft pick, been around the league a few times uh, on different teams. He's a, a solid body. I, is he a 17-game starter? I don't think that's the case for Pittsburgh. This is depth and quality at this point. Yeah, I, I think when you're, when you're talking about the depth that's involved here. We've already seen that JC Hasnauer is being shopped around Joe Haig. A lot of these guys that had been seen as the depth, and we never got to really test the Steelers' depth at all in 2022 because the starters didn't miss a snap. I wouldn't mm -hmm. look at the Clark signing as anything other than what it is. He's 29 years old. Yeah. He is – he yeah. is he is what he is. Correction, he had two starts last year against the Jaguars and against the Cowboys. The Titans ended up losing both of those games right there. That is as depth as you get. A guy is probably not to expect a guy is not expected to do a whole lot, but you have experience, you have uh, a, a a guy that's older, a veteran, and then you probably got him for a cheaper price. So the trenches, y'all, that's that's where they're building it. And again, DK, I think this lends ourselves to believe what about the draft? Defense. You know, the other thing that I, that comes to mind, Mona, since you brought this up on yesterday's show, I thought it was an interesting point, and that we kind of just moved right past it. And, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. You you made it was a kind of a joke about the Steelers and the Eagles uh meshing and, and that's yeah. no reference to the old steagles from world war ii okay mm -hmm. but when you bring in andy weidel 
And Andy Weidel is a guy who was instrumental in Philadelphia developing these monster lines, plural, both sides of the ball, both Mm -hmm. sides of the trenches. Mm -hmm. It just gives you a different look. You know, you take the field with a different mindset, you know? Tell me about it. Tell me about it. As far as, like, building the trenches up, DK? Because you've been there. You've been there when you've had it on both sides of the ball. Y'all want to know why we we became stars in Pittsburgh, that is, the offensive line? Coach Coach Tomlin wanted it that way. He is a uh, an advocate for all things big men when they're good, okay? Big athletes is what he calls us. Coach Guimont called us big athletes, not linemen, the big boys, the goons, all of those things because he said if you got a team full of big dudes on your team that command respect, demanded respect, and also show dominance, then you got a really good team. He is probably salivating over the idea that this group is coming together and this building will be led by a group of bigs. And this is the other portion of it, too. The guy that's been the field general for so long, Ben, isn't there. That that one entity of having him out there isn't there. So get your group of veteran guys that you know your entire team is going to respect and you have the ability to just not only that, make it look like that on film. Look at Philly's D-line that they had last year. They were good, and they still went and got Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Okay, like they have bigs on top of bigs. They cut or said they were releasing Fletcher Cox only to bring him back, they said, we want more. Did it, Who did they end up getting to? And Dominick and Sue? Mm-hmm. Think about the depth that you're talking about when you look at what the Eagles have done and stuff like that. So Coach Tomlin's on board with that, and I think Pittsburgh is a, in general, D.K., should be salivating over this. Hoot says, hey, Moan, shout out from Chicago. Did you have a preference going against a 3-4 or a 4-3, or was it basically the same approach that you adopted as a guard? I, uh, man, I'll tell you this. When I first came into the league, and I'll say probably going into my into college a little bit too, 3-4 used to scare me because I couldn't count the four. I could count the four guys, but figuring out who was who was always a big concern until you get more understanding of it. I preferred probably uh, three, four guys because I knew if we got the, uh, I knew if we could were able to handle the nose tackle or D tackle that was over the center or shaded on the guard, then the, you have the ability to get to the linebackers. They're usually smaller guys in a three, four, except for the outside guys. Uh, but I preferred three, four as uh, I got older and in the NFL. Coach Garcia Lugo says, Hey, Mo! <laughs> I only did this to see what DK does. He says, yeah. I, I'm from Monterey, Mexico, and believe me, this is Steelers country. Moan, you're one of my favorite Steelers warriors of this century. Moan, tell him who he's talking to as it relates to Mexico. Uh, what he's talking to, Steeler Nation? As, as he's, talking, as, he's talking to you and your yeah, in your time that you spent there with I, Steelers. I was. Fans. Mexico City, I'm telling you, I'm, if y'all hadn't, if we have the ability to play that game, go down there do you understand me it is phenomenal we threw a camp there and the way they sell out tk to just show their fandom you're you're safe you're you're gonna have a good time and the tacos and the avocados you hear me and the tequila (laughs) amazing you won't have any you won't have better avocados than what you have in mexico city and, and mexico amazing i promise you jared says it's trending now that bud dupree is coming in for a visit don't know of the validity Jared, Jared, where have you been hearing about this? 
Where have you been hearing about this? Yeah, you, you're looking at Twitter trends, or have you heard it right here? Did it's, you not? Were you not with us the other day when Bud, through his text message, was here on the show? Jared, do we have to get you like a leash or something to keep you with us? Come on, man. Uh, Bud's coming in. This is not a surprise to anybody who's been watching this show. Uh, Moan, your thoughts on whether you know this might work out? You know, what did you see? Let me put it another way here, because this is all going to come down to his physical. It is. Okay. When you saw Bud on the field in Nashville, set aside mm-hmm. your friendship, set aside right. everything else here. Try, okay? Right. I will. Was he Bud? Yes. Uh, why'd you hesitate? Because I needed you to know that there was no fluff behind okay. that answer. All right. Okay. That was Bud is Bud still. Bud didn't have the ability last year to get healthy, allowed the time. Whether that's, well, I'll say this, Coach Rabel in Tennessee has been open about guys and injuries and stuff like that. And those guys have actually had some pushback on him after leaving those places Uh, as far as their ability to get healthy. And I'm not going to speculate or anything moving forward like that than what we know in the public. But I know for sure didn't have the ability to get as healthy he'd like to have been. I was asked about him in some capacity, DK, before. And we've had a private conversation about that, asking me, hey, what's going on with Bud? Is Bud still the same? And my answer every single time is yes. He's Bud. He's Bud. What you see is what you're getting. I'll say this. He might have a couple more years on him. But you're going to – what are we going to get from Bud? You know this. A guy that's going to hold the run, a guy that's not going to be a big-time sack maker, but he's going to push everything in the um, in, in, in a vacuum for everybody else to eat. That's his role. Well, can we also point out that in this circumstance with <laughs> TJ and Alex Highsmith, uh, Bud would probably only be getting around 25 to 30 snaps. And if your principal concern about Bud is that, well, he's 30 years old or the injuries or whatever else – what I see in my head is Bud just saying, wait a second, I can just eat for that many snaps? Exactly. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. I don't think you're looking for a rush specialist, but you're looking for somebody that's going to set a tone and dominate. And actually, I'll say this, continue to have an identity on that defense to where you know, look, hey, young guys, if you need to figure out who to be, Look at Bud Dupree. I like that little rhyme right there. Figure out who to be. Be Bud Dupree. And can a, a little quick uh, pro tip too, in that transition era of moving from Shazier and stuff like that, like I'll say this, Joey Porter was good for that defense as a coach and as a being, okay, just as a representation. You see what I'm saying? Do you know where mm-hmm. I'm going at with this, I, DK? I do, actually. I do. Because there's, there's change over on this team right now to where a guy like Joey, <laughs> let it be known. No, I just need you to go be a goon. And that's why I think you get out a guy like Bud. I saw Brent asked a question real quick about whether or not Bud could be on special teams. Bud can do anything, okay? He can do anything. But re- let's remember that outside linebacker in the Steelers scheme, the 3 4 scheme, mm-hmm. is a three man starting position. Always, always, always. It doesn't mean the three, sna- three sets of snaps are balanced equally, but TJ, uh, especially TJ, TJ taps yeah. out a lot. Not a lot yeah. of people know that okay? yeah. because TJ has a certain level that where he needs his engine to be operating in order to be TJ and it, it works for him and you're not messing with it and don't mess with it. No, no, no. Uh, Quante Falls says, Hey Moan, do you think the Steelers will sign Byron Leftwich to help Matt Canada 
with the offense. I know you're here again. Here's another guy that, yeah. you know, you know very well, and you've been going to bat for him for a while. I do. Uh, love Lefty, man. Uh, great brain trust, too, by the way. Uh, I'll say this. I know he uh, may have said uh, maybe a couple months ago he loved to go to Notre Dame just to stay in the uh, the flow of coaching and understanding and figuring out new schematics around the game. I'm not sure if he actually committed to it yet or they have something on the table. There was a rumor around that. I will say this. I do think B-Left could be brought in. He can be brought in, but I think his role will probably be more of a uh, another set of eyes instead of like direct involvement. Randy says that Bud is probably watching now. Uh, Bud has seen the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it that way here. Yes, um, Tyler has a good question for you, Moan. He says. Why am I not? Hey, this? I see it, DK. There oh. it is. Yeah, he says with John Mitchell retiring and Brian Flores becoming minnesota's defensive coordinator what are your thoughts on those vacancies uh you know that where, where the steelers are on the defensive side of the ball from a coaching standpoint and depending on how the internal hiring do- dominoes fall could mike munchak be not no no munch is a no <laughs> on that one okay munch has been a big grandpa right now as much as far as i know uh coach mitch and brian flores leaving uh, their their non-factors just been completely honest with you coach mitch was the assistant head coach also representation of all things as far as like the the, the fluidity of the team defensively so coach mission have a coaching role coach flores probably has some input about defenses but not directly coaching much okay and uh denzel um gosh what's denzel's last name he just became the outside linebackers coach too so everything is filled in house you don't have those type of exits whenever um whenever you have a team full of coaches and there are so many analysts that are around too that that's a non-factor in my opinion Victor says, DK, even though Kendrell Bell had a short stint due to injuries, he was phenomenal. Victor, I have no idea what brings this on, but I agree with you completely. (laughs) Okay. That is so out of nowhere. Victor, I got nothing on Kendrell Bell. Kendrell Kendrell Bell was as explosive an interior defensive lineman penetrating. He was AD before there was AD, although it did not last. So he was not AD. Exactly. Also, Denzel Martin is the new outside linebackers coach for the Steelers, too, by the way. There you go. There you go. Uh, So it's filled. Not so small comes in with, uh, hey, Moan, who was the one defensive lineman who made you worry a little if there was one? If there was one, uh, Calais Campbell, uh, Malik Jackson, um, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Nah, he didn't really come to my side. Okay. It didn't, nah, it wasn't Fletcher Cox and usually come over like that. Now he was on Dave's side. You know who bothered? Yeah, he was. He rushed over Dave's side a whole lot. Oh, he he rushed over Dave's side a whole lot is a good way to word that. (laughs) He did. We love Dave. We love Dave. Yeah, 100%. But that's probably one of those situations. If Dave was the all-pro guy, well, let me go up against the good, like the all-pro, good on good. I got no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, And then, of course, Geno, because I didn't know I was going to get out of Geno's. Uh, Geno Atkins. Him and all of the smaller guys like that. Yeah, I I never knew what the small guys were going to do. Mm-hmm. Sauce says, hey, Moan and DK, another Chicago Steelers fan here. What was your go-to restaurant bar in Pittsburgh? Not Pitt. Pitt is a college. Pittsburgh is a city. No one here calls Pittsburgh Pitt. Nobody does that. I'm going to do this no. every single time. Yeah, you do. You're going to correct them sooner or later, DK. Drives me nuts. Um, I go, go-to restaurant bar. I love the restaurant uh, DeLuca's. Absolutely loved it. 
uh, in the strip district, their yeah, breakfast yeah, yeah. is amazing. I know a lot of people go to Pamela's and stuff. I love the Lucas. Their breakfast is A1. I've waited in line for their breakfast breakfast before, DK. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot too. Although it's funny how anytime somebody mentions one, they feel the need to mention the other <laughs> as a comparison point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Bird asks, hey, Moan, have you ever had fresh poke Okay, from Hawaii? Yes, I have. I have. What uh, is it? Is it seafood? It's a fish. It, okay. Yeah, it, it is a fish. They put it in a bowl with some rice and some uh, soy mixture on the DK. It's phenomenal. And when it's fresh, goodness, it's amazing. Uh, Peppies. Yep. Yeah, yeah Brandon. Uh, Toddy says, hey, Moan, was losing Terrell Edmonds uh, and or Steven Sims a pair of mistakes? It's always a big question, Pittsburgh Toddy, because of this. You know them. You're familiar with them. And that's until the next best thing come along. I'll say this. If a team ever makes the decision to kind of move along a little bit, that means that they see something that's either on the downturn for that guy's career or he's done something that they don't really want anymore or they feel like they can upgrade. I don't look at it like that as far as a, a mistake. These guys coming into this league are very hungry too. Oh, boy. Asher wants to know if you've ever eaten a Roethlisberger. You know what? No, because I told Ben I did not ever want to eat anything that involved meat and his name. Do you understand me? <laughs> I cracked That's DK. all the time we have, everybody. <laughs> That's it. We're done. We're done. <laughs> yeah. You said this to the man. You said this. Hell yeah, I told Ben that. I should text him and ask him that too. Like, didn't I tell you that? Well, and then, of course, there was a lot of banter behind that between us, but that is as locker room conversation. You might have to get a subscription to have that conversation, DK. Oh, no. See, Brian's just trying to push my buttons here. He says, Do the Pirates and Penguins have a wide ranging fan base outside of Pitt like hey. the Steelers do? No, because it's Pittsburgh. Pitt. It's the University of Pittsburgh. The short for that is Pitt. There's no one here who refers to Pittsburgh as Pitt. There's not a, all you're doing is telling people I haven't been in Pittsburgh for a hundred years. That's it. Am I right? You you say that, DK, but I went to a Vanderbilt uh boys baseball game the other day, and in the middle of the crowd was a penguins jersey. Nice. But here's the <laughs> kicker, though. There's a Pittsburghy. On the on Vanderbilt's boys baseball team, though, so I'll get you his name in a little bit once I do my research. This is a really good question here. Kyle says, "Is there anything, Ramon, that you wish that fans knew about the NFL or the players that are in the league?" And that, you know what I'm talking about? Like, is there something that where you just say, "Man, if only people knew this, there'd be a healthier understanding of what it is that we do." <sighs> Two things: guys aren't dumb. Football players are not dumb. And two, the money you see sometimes isn't necessarily the money that goes in. You may see $15 million, but it's not that. So, like, there, and not everybody in the NFL is rich, is what I'm saying. Those two things. Football players aren't dumb the way they're, you know, kind of painted at times. And not everybody in the NFL is rich. Those are my two things right there. The the one of the things that uh, here's mine. You didn't ask for mine. I'm going to give. Yeah, it I'd love here. to hear yours this, too, this DK. Is, this is from a reporter's perspective. I'm often asked by the readers since I cover all three of Pittsburgh's teams, which is your favorite locker room, which is your favorite clubhouse, whatever else to be in, what's your favorite team to cover? 
And my answer has always, always been the Steelers. And I'm not saying this because I'm doing the Ramon Foster show right now, okay? I'm saying this because of the scope of the conversations, because of the access, the family atmosphere that's over there. You feel like you get to know the players, okay? I'm not going to get into a whole breakdown of this or that as it relates to the Penguins and the Pirates, but when you're at the Steelers, I feel like I got to know people. I feel like I got to understand them, and I feel like I got to be able to, in turn, pass along to the readers, hey, mm-hmm. here's what this guy is all about. You want a good case in point? Terrell Edmonds. For five years, I have stood by his side through a lot of criticism and said, you don't understand, this guy is actually being the best player that he can be within the Terrell Edmonds context. It's not his fault he was drafted first in the first round. Okay? Yeah. He is a guy who will play through anything. He's available, and he will tackle you. Yeah. And that is not something that a whole lot of secondary guys in the NFL are doing that much with a whole lot of eagerness anymore. And I feel good that because I got to know him, I was able to relay that. And then guess what? Last year, 2022, all of a sudden, TE's a player and everybody's like, hey, you were right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you said that, DK. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd co-sign that for sure with you. Kyle says, hey, Moan, do you think Kevin Dotson could move to right guard since he's more of a thumper? Daniels could play center. What are you doing with Mason Cole? No. Should have been I'm in the sorry. Pro Bowl. You know what this is, DK? Kyle is a, is a Kevin Dotson fan, man, and I feel I'm you, I'm all right dog. with that. I'm I right feel that. you, man, because uh, – but I'm here to tell you, though, Kyle, the business is what the business is, and if Dotson don't compete, He'll find him say himself out as far as trying to create a role for himself. Oh boy! Eddie, By the way, I, I took a picture of uh, that 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 post you had up there eating the big Ben, and I sent it to Seven. I'm gonna see if we get a response <laughs> by the time we're off. Oh no! Uh, we yeah. have a, a good one here from Drew Dawson. Is a name I don't think we've called before. Drew says, uh, "He says, hey Moan, who is number one on Pittsburgh's draft board?" It's a, I told you. it's a trick question. It is a trick question. I'm gonna just give you three positions, okay? No, no you should just tell. No, just tell them whoever Carolina's taking. <laughs> uh, CJ Stroud. <laughs> and that's actually who would. Just to relay yeah. to people, that actually is how the draft board is formed. The yeah, Steelers yeah. don't make a draft board from 17 down. Mm-hmm. Okay, their draft board starts with number one. So, trick question. <laughs> ben hit me back, and he's like, "Did you hit him with a ha?" Huh? I usually do that when it's an adult type of conversation coming up. He's lying. He's dying from it right now. That's good. Uh, Richard says, hey, Moan, fans tend to trivialize hometown team discounts. Can you speak to this in a manner that would allow fans to realize that the reality of accepting a million dollars less in a contract? You know, I mean, players go where the money is. It is, man. Or that's the only options you have. The hometown discount sometime, I will say this. If you're an older player and you get it, uh, like you know Coach Tomlin and the team has a good chance of winning, then you do accept a little bit less. But when it comes down to you trying to go get that bread, then you are. Like, let's look at Javon Hargraves. All right? He had an opportunity to Pittsburgh put in a bid for him, but he's looking at it like, I'm young enough to where I could always come back to Pittsburgh at the end, right? So, no, I, the, the hometown discounts conversation – It just seems that way. Sometimes it's just what you're offered, and that's the best offer that the Steelers have chosen to give you. Here's the best question we're going to get on this show today. This comes from Courtney. 
And she asks, hey, Moan, my apologies if you've answered this already. It hasn't come up, Courtney. I can tell you that. Are all team physicals as extensive as the one in which the New Orleans Saints just found a player to have a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma? For anybody who doesn't know what she's referring to, that's Foster Moreau. He was a free agent tight end. He came in for a routine physical. And the doctors, the Saints doctors, found uh, the, uh, the cancer. And he's going to step away from football now to get treatment. Are, are all of their physicals, the ones that you've been through, are they, are they this thorough? Yes, they are. You're actually, when we say our trainers, they're actually doctors. Okay. Like, it's not like you're just getting well, doctors do physicals. It's not yeah. athletic trainers. Yeah. Right? It's not athletic trainers. No, our, our doctors have the ability to send you to a, I mean, our trainers have the ability to send you to a doctor and they, they'll tell you anytime you walk into the, the, uh, into the training room, this is a medical facility. Don't bring your lunch in here. You know, like John Norwig is on top of those types of things, man, when it comes down to the respect of it. So, yes, they do. Guys, most of the times the NFL is your primary doctor while you're playing. Like I'm still in the process now of navigating, finding a primary doctor for myself because I've always had the NFL. I've always had physicals. I've always had blood work done. I've always had all of these things, okay? And I still have that now. But, yes, they are that thorough. That's a great question, Courtney. Our man Jacob comes in and he says, hey, Moan, how many years does a high motor guy like TJ have left in the tank? Well, that's also a very good question. That is. Because as I was mentioning earlier, that that motor is what keeps him going. It's also why he taps out. He has to play Mm -hmm. at a certain rate in order to be himself. I'll say this. When that motor doesn't work, you won't see TJ. Because to your point, DK, he can't not do this. So – how many years does he have? As long as TJ is moving, he's going to do it, okay, until the day he retires. I don't think you're going to see a portion of TJ to say, oh, TJ's losing a step. That ain't how he's going to operate. Has anybody said that about Von Miller yet? Not really, because no. why? They took some of his reps away, and then he's still able to get double-digit sacks, is he not? Courtney comes in with a correction that Courtney is a he, and I apologize wholeheartedly yeah, 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 yeah. to Courtney. Uh the avatar is about this small on my screen, <laughs> and these glasses aren't all that strong here. Uh, Polly says, hey, Mo, in Mount Washington or Rocky Top, which view is better? Ooh, I'm going to say Rocky Top because Mount Washington scared me the first time I was up there. <laughs> Did you walk out on the pod? Yeah. Oh my! Is that what happened? Yeah, no, I took the train up. I took the train up, man. Yeah, yeah And you yeah. want? Oh, I was gripping that doggone rail so hard, DK. Uh, but the the views up on Mount Washington's are beautiful, though. William Adams, he brings the sledgehammer to those of you who have not yet liked this video or subscribed to our channel. William says four hundred forty six people are in here. And there are 210 likes. Who are the Browns fans in here exactly? <laughs> That's how you do it. See, we need William in, uh, in our, our our administration here. You know, if if you don't like the uh, the stream, then you're a Browns fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. If you don't uh, subscribe to the channel, you're you're a Ravens fan. Hey, I'll take that. I, I like this one because Pittsburgh save doesn't get really. <laughs> DK, you may have to answer this one because I couldn't tell you other than the one restaurant that comes to mind. Let's have hey, it. Mom, best, best taco. Best. Yeah. Go ahead. The restaurant taco? The best taco restaurant in Pittsburgh. I'll ask the boss over here to my left here since she was the star of yesterday's show anyway here. What's the best taco in town? Yeah. Which one? Sure. 
Which one? What's the best taco? Taco on Sixth Street. Taco on Sixth Street. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, we just said uh, the same uh, thing. Taco. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, yeah. but it's not spelled taco. It's spelled T A K O. You can look it up. It's right next to the Starbucks over there, um, between uh, Penn and Liberty. Uh, the place just kills it. Make sure you yeah. get a reservation. Uh, they're serious about their business. And guess what? They also now have outdoor seating. Yeah. You sit, sit out in the middle of the street. It's actually really, really cool. So that's the taco answer. Uh, Ramel says here, we need a, uh, we need a Ramon Foster. Now we're not doing any collaborations. We're our, we're <laughs> our, our own, we're our own show. We, we are our own show. Seven just said, Hey mom, would you consider doing my show? Like, is that a silly? Yeah, absolutely. Seven. I'm answering right now, but I also told him he's got to jump in on ours too. That's there's, there's always trades involved. Look, Hey, he, he's, he's Ben. So we might, we could throw in a seventh rounder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a retired guy now. <laughs> yes, indeed. I loved he it. Rich it. says he loved our comments about uh, Terrell Edmonds yesterday. Uh, T.E. deserves it, man. He deserves everything so, he's heard from all you guys. Go ahead. I think Go that ahead. answered uh, T.E.'s uh, question yesterday oh. as far as his posts. Remember? Yep. The Pittsburgh probably came in so low he couldn't say yes. So he knew his time was done because he was picked up from Philly. This Philly and this Philly and, and Pittsburgh connection is getting kind of wild right now, isn't it? Oh, it it actually kind of is, but I'm okay with it. I look at the Eagles with envy, and I don't do that with a whole lot of teams. Like I don't Name? do that with the Chiefs because I, I I see the Chiefs as being a creation of two freaks. Yeah. You know, the greatest tight end who ever lived and the greatest quarterback in the game right now. Yep. Yep, okay. 100%. So I don't look at them and think, boy, you know, I sure wish. But I look at the Eagles and I go, that composition right there, that I could live with around here. Toddy says, could. as someone who has lived in Pittsburgh and Arizona, the Mexican food is lacking in PA. You want to know why, Toddy? We don't, we don't really have a Hispanic community. We have a really, really, really small one. It's us and Buffalo are the only two cities in America. That's about that right. Just don't have a, a large. Now, ours is great growing a little bit and we have a place downtown that's kind of a community area for them but there's yeah. there's, there's not a whole lot dk i think we're about to hit 500 on a friday man hey no, i like no. you guys I, I i think this helps right here though dk i'm gonna post this one right quick hey mom uh -huh. that's a good one uh-huh hey you guys made me proud anytime I played here, okay? Because I knew if we were winning in the pregame, the lower bowl was going to be so full of Steeler fans. Oh, my gosh. So to answer your question, yes, there is a lot of Pittsburgh Steeler mm -hmm. fans here. Brian wants to know how you're holding up physically since retirement. I think very fair. Um, I'm on my weight loss journey right now, man. I've lost over 50-plus pounds. My health feels good. Um, I'm active as heck with my boys, uh, long tossing, just doing everything. I, I'm, I'm truly enjoying retirement, so don't ever ask me if I want to come and play again. Rod says, I just hit the like. Don't ever call me a Ravens fan again. <laughs> but we said Browns. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're both the same to us. No, right? I, said, I said Ravens if you don't subscribe to the channel. Oh. Oh, that, that's curse words, DK. Oh, you see what I did? There? That's tough, man. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody, because we can't see that number taken in front of us. I'm going to tell everybody on the show Monday how many new subscribers we got because I accused them of being Ravens <laughs> fans. Uh, Brian wants to know how I feel about my new nickname, OKHC outkicked his coverage. <laughs> Enough already. Okay. <laughs> tell him you do what you want when you pop it, man. That's all it is. <laughs> Shea Fairbanks has... Moan, did you need anything to get you psyched for the game, or did you just get amped up on your love of football? This is a good one. 
That's a, that is a good one. That's a two. That's a two part question though. Our answer. Uh, did I need anything? No, because I love the game. That's one thing I did learn in retirement though. DK, I, I knew I respected the game enough to not want to go do it again because I loved it that much. So I didn't have to do much other than have my headsets on playing music. The other part of that question is if I did need anything or see anything DK in the media, it could be the slightest thing. Pittsburgh, man, yeah, they got the big old line. Oh, we the big old line. Okay, well, watch me take this personally and show you how big of an old line we are. It takes so little to set you up. People don't know that because they're like, oh, Ramon, he's like the nicest guy. <laughs> Tell them that there's no. Me but I want to take I want to take that question and actually a little bit further here. We've only got okay. time for a couple more today. Were you the type that before the game? Because I we don't for anybody who doesn't know, reporters don't have access to locker rooms before games. Okay, that's their world, right? Hundred percent, right? Right. So were you the type that would just sit there with your elbows on your knees, looking down at your shoes, envisioning stuff? Were you staring straight ahead? Were you doing breathing exercises like Lamaze? Were you what were you doing? It depended upon the game, too. DK, all the vision games. Yes, that was the look. That was the look. Don't talk to me. Uh, I'm gonna talk to this guy to my left, this guy to my right. And I'm going to stare all around us, okay? Uh, as as far as uh, it would be some games where I knew, I'll be honest with y'all, you know where you're going to win certain games, and we would. So I'd lean back a little bit more and just chill out, have a little bounce to me. But as soon as Coach Gee come in and say about seven minutes, I take the headphones off, get my tape a little bit tighter, and I go into that lock in mode if you saw me running around the field i was a little loose in those times but when it came <laughs> down to like gee come in seven minutes it's let's go that's it and was it actually no no bs here was it actually amplified for afc north was it different it, it was okay because it counts so much more like i told you that before coach tomlin always made it a point to tell us about how big the AFC North was. And it seemed, it honestly seemed small, but then you start to understand like, man, if we win our division one, I think the AFC North is or was the toughest division it was in football. Right? So if you win that, that means you really are that good. Uh, so I took it very personally when it came down to playing those teams. Yeah, absolutely. And here are our last two for the day. Uh, first one comes from Artie who says, hey, Moan, what was the funniest sound that a defensive lineman made after you pancake blocked them? And he also <laughs> wants to know why I don't do a Penn State football podcast with Corey, Corey Geiger. You don't want my <laughs> level of expertise on oh college football. You just don't. What was the funniest sound? Ugh. Or cussing you out. <laughs> one of them. Get the ball for me. There's always one right there. Or the embarrassment, like, you'll hear a <laughs> You hear a guy muffle out, boy, I hope they don't show that on film. Just to have some humor about it. I'd be great. like, my bad, dog. You got your foot got caught up right there. Here's another thing, too, Artie, is not many times, dog, do you actually pancake somebody unless it's just like the perfect hit, roll the hips, push through. That happens so rare. Uh, but the other portion of that is most pancakes kind of come into when they're reaching for a tackle or they trip on somebody's foot. That's what I was about to say. When they're coming at an angle, they put themselves at a disadvantage. Yep. So if your right shoulder goes into their left shoulder while they're yeah. doing that, thanks for playing, everybody. <laughs>
You know yeah. what I mean? Seriously. So I want to show something about that stare. If you can see this on camera, that right there is uh -huh. probably my most favorite picture. Oh, nice. Look at the whole gang. And, and Gil's there too, I know. Uh, but that was the most favorite one because that's the mode. It's like, don't say nothing. We just ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah. Right right before you get through the tunnel, especially for the home games. Yeah. You know, We've probably been intro that game, too, so everybody just had to wait back a little yeah, bit. Well, yeah. yeah, the dark uniforms, absolutely. Uh -huh. And our final entry for the day comes from Justin, who just says to have a good weekend to everybody. And when he says to everybody, he means not just us. He means to everybody. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm going to get repetitive here, but I just love this format. I love being able to deal with people. I love some of the messages. Some of them have been serious. Some of them have, have. Been, some of them have been silly, ridiculous and everything else. And, and it's just, it's, this is a lot of fun. It is. I enjoy this. Uh, I enjoy you guys, man. I'm a people person. I'm a second child, middle child. So y'all know how psychologically I'm wired. I like to have a good time and watch my people have a good time. And this is always fun. So let's run this thing up. Good people. Thank, thanks to everybody too.